New Right Network presents, right now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. podcast. Uh, before I get started, I do want to tell you about NRN Plus. It's the premium membership for the New Right Network. Uh, you can support conservative and independent uh, media for just $9.95 a month or for $79.95 a year. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, you can go over to www.nrnplus.com to subscribe. Uh, welcome right now on the New Right Network. I am your host, M.T. Arthur, and with me today is Mike Kacharski, for an Ask Me Anything interview. During the AMA, we're going to take live questions from viewers in our Discord server at nrnplus.com slash discord. Again, that's www.nrnplus.com slash discord. Mike Kacharski is the co-owner of JKC Trucking, and he's here to discuss the trucker strike and the trucking industry's response uh, to the cities that are defunding the police. Uh, Mike, Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Arthur, thank you for having me on your show. Um, so we are a family business. Uh, we run uh, LTL from the Midwest, the whole West Coast. And LTL means uh, less than truckload. Uh, we haul refrigerated and frozen food. Anything needs to be temperature controlled between the whole Midwest, West Coast and back. Uh, we have a little bit over 200 drivers. We have three terminals. We're located in the... South side of Chicago is our main terminal, and we have two terminals in California, one in Northern California, one in Southern California, and we kind of uh, just go back and forth uh, feeding the American families. Well, as a uh, son of a truck driver, I definitely know a lot of the areas that you're talking about, and I'm familiar with a lot of the issues that you experience. So, uh, you know, I, as you talk today, I just know that uh, you won't need layman's terms from me. I may describe some things for some of the audience. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to get us uh, started off with some of our questions. Uh, what is your goal for this strike? You know, uh, the, the biggest goal right now is so all the independent drivers, the owner operators, they are the ones that are, you know, organizing and going on this strike. Um, us as you know, a company, uh, we have signed contracts and, and you know, it's been a very bad year. We don't have the luxury and our overhead is way, way more than an owner operator. So we don't have the luxury to, to go on strike. But what the drivers are fed up about is, you know, a number, couple of reasons, you know, the obviously uh, the presidential election and uh, driver morals are down. You know, uh, the drivers, truck drivers are the frontline workers, you know, that have been working through the pandemic, you know, delivering essential goods, food and medical supplies, et cetera. You know, uh, these truck driving is, 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 as you said, your father's a truck driver. Truck driving is not a, a job. It's a way of life. And drivers love what they do, you know, just to uh, just give the audience an idea around 72% of all freight is moved by long distance truck drivers. You know, it's uh, in total, I think there is like 1.8 million big rig drivers, if I remember correctly. And, uh, you know, truck driving is one of the top most dangerous, top most 10 dangerous jobs. 
and one of the most important in the industry in America, uh, in my my opinion. But it's uh, but it's also one of the most hated by the motoring public. That is very true. Uh, a lot of people, you know, I, I think it's more misunderstanding than anything else. Correct. Uh, when people are on the road, they just don't know how to how to deal with truckers. Don't know how to give them space. Things along those lines. Correct. They get a little bit frustrated because uh, most of the motoring public, the, under, they, they only know how to drive a car. So they really don't understand how the dynamics and, and how trucks, you know, accelerate, decelerate. You know, they're thinking that, you know, it's the same thing and we're all in the same uh, playing field, but it's not. You know, drivers are, you know, pulling something heavy and when they hit the brakes, something's actually pushing on them. So it's not like a car. It, it takes a lot more time to, to, to stop. You know, one of the things I wish they did is more... Uh, what's the word here, uh, training the, the, the public to, to, to stay out of the driver's way because you, have, you see all these horrible accidents, you know, people getting crushed by, by two semis or going uh, too close to a semi and getting run over it's in their blind spot. You see these horrible accidents, you know, truck drivers don't want to be in these accidents, but, you know, people, uh, they cannot foresee every, every uh, you know, bad, bad idea or the, done by the drivers. Now, I do want to ask you this, what, you know, with the strike, is it for sure happening? And what can the general public expect if it does happen? Um, I, last time I checked, it, it is happening. And these drivers want to get some recognition. Uh, they, uh, drivers, drivers, truck driving, they have, uh, they feel like they've been forgotten and, and they want some recognition and, and respect. Uh, that's the main goal, I think, the, of these owner-operators striking is to, you know, open the eyes uh, of the public. You know, one of the things I want to – sorry, I'm going to veer off real quick. You know, I want to praise President Trump because he – this year he brought the truckers to the White House more than one time. What he did is he explained to the, uh, the public, the American people, saying, hey, look, you know, the truckers are the backbone of America. They move all the products. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these people – needed to be reminded. I believe, you know, there's a handful of people in America that also uh, just assume that, you know, they push the food from the back room to the shelves, but that's not the case, you know? And uh, one of the things is that he reminded the people that, look, these people, this is how everything moves. So nobody really knew uh, what an essential worker was until this pandemic happened. And obviously, you know, truck drivers are definitely essential workers. Oh, absolutely. That's every product, every product that you buy here in America has been on a truck, whether it was, you know, the last bit from a rail yard to the store or whether or not it came cross country. So every American, you should know if there is a trucking strike, it will affect you in some way. Um, what recourses do truckers have to protect themselves, their property and their goods being transported? Um, you mean like uh, insurance wise? Um, just in general, there's insurance issues, I'm sure, but then I'm sure they have to, uh, you know, as we saw in several, several of the rioting, people jumping on trucks, opening up the back end, yep. things along those lines. So truck drivers don't have their own security. They are their own security, which a lot of people don't understand. They don't have, you know, uh, somebody driving behind them and protecting them. They are, you know, army of one, as they, as they say, they are their protection. So when people jump on these trucks, you know, the, it's the driver's job to, you know, uh, safely get them off or, you know, kick them off, uh, do what he has to do to, to continue on. 
um, that's one of the main things. And then one of the other topics that comes up is, you know, uh, concealed carry, you know, because each state has a different law. And there's a lot of topics coming up about the concealed carry because you go into certain states, the concealed carry is good. Certain states, it's not. The way I view it is, you know, these truck drivers are in these trucks for weeks and months at a time driving across America. You know, inside that truck is their home. It's not a lot. And I believe in your home, as you're at, you know, as physical brick and mortar home, you have, you're allowed to protect yourself. And I believe they should be able to protect themselves in their trucks also, you know, just to give you a, one of my first uh, runs I did to Los Angeles, I got to Long Beach early and I shut down. I went to in the sleeper in the back to, you know, get some get some sleep. And then I remember, you know, I hear window breaking and I wake up in the middle of the night. You know, I sit up and I'm almost eye to eye with this gentleman. And I didn't know what he was there to do. You know, uh, was he there to steal the truck? harm me you know luckily I, I chased them off with with a, a baseball bat but when these situations happen you know uh, people people these these happen every day you know uh, violence is is not in one place it's 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 everywhere you know there's there's no safe places you know even if if certain states have laws to protect you know they say oh well we have so many gun laws that doesn't mean nothing you know the criminals don't care about these things and, and I believe that, yeah, when the drivers should be able to protect themselves in, in their home and, and in that cab is their home. Some, uh, some states the, that have the castle doctrine, it does extend to their vehicles, but not all. Uh, do you know, is there any states with laws that protect specifically truckers? Oh boy, that is a great question. Uh, I know there's like a handful of states that kind of all ride together saying that they could conceal carry and I wish I could remember off the top of my head. I want to say like Utah is one of them. Um, there's a handful of them that kind of share the same rules, but each state is, is, is different. You know, if you go from New York, it's completely different than from Illinois, from California. And that's the frustration is, you know, that these, these truckers are moving through these states and, you know, houses, if you have something to protect yourself and you pull into California and you know that that weapon is not allowed in California, you're not going to leave it at the border or throw out the window. You know what I mean? You got to continue to hold that, you know, weapon. Uh, that's the frustration of, of the, of the truckers. And uh, one day I really hope that they come up with law saying that, you know, inside their truck, just like their home, they could carry and protect themselves no matter yeah. where they are. If their driver's license is good in every state, then technically a, a gun license should be you know, good in every state. I agree. Correct. Yes. Uh, are you expecting your insurance rates to rise as part of uh, the strike or as part of the riding that we've seen? So, you know, I mean, uh, I did a couple of interviews about the defunding of the police that, you know, I would not send drivers into those areas. You know, the drivers that work for me are like family, you know, and you wouldn't send your, your family into these states that, you know, are defended to have no no one to call or call upon for, for, for protection. Also, I believe there was an article in CDL Life and CDL Life did uh, a poll of truck drivers. I believe like 82 percent said they would not go to these defunded cities. What people forget is these truck drivers are family people. They just want to do their job and feed their family. They're not there to 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 fight and go in, in these cities. You know, let's say for example, me and you tomorrow jump in the truck and we have to deliver a whole truckload of COVID tests to the hospital Portland downtown. When we get to Portland, 
how are we going to protect ourselves? Who are we going to call to protect us if we go through a hotspot or, 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 or we're blocked in because we can't get to the hospital to deliver these things? What will we do? Mm-hmm. No, that's all very good questions. You know, that I can see that any trucker would want to know. Um, are you seeing just the truckers doing the strike or is there anyone, any other industries who are climbing on board? No, it's, it's just the truck drivers. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's been a hard year for, for the truckers. And when the truckers get, get frustrated, this is, this is what they do. There was a, a strike earlier this year of the truck drivers when they went to the White House. What happened is when we shut down and the volumes dropped, like, for example, JKC's volumes Easter week dropped 50% because the drop in volume, the rates fell like 57%. Certain weeks was just cheaper to park the trucks because they gave the freight to the lowest bidder. And the truck drivers went to the White House saying that they need some kind of protection, which would be great if there's a pandemic, something like this, that there is a bottom to protect us because, you know, we, we, there's a big hole when we were shut down and, and we have to make up that, that those monies, you know, we have, we have fixed costs, insurance, uh, health insurance, all those that they don't care. They didn't give us discounts for when we were shut down, you know, thank God. One of the things that really saved JKC was the PPP money. You know, that was that, that kept JKC going from, from us cutting drivers and, and cutting driver pay. You know, we had less freight to, to move, but we didn't cut pay. We didn't let no drivers go. Um, and then, uh, you know, the pandemic started getting better, worse, better. It's been a, a roller coaster. And uh, now we're at the point that it's, you know, volumes already dropping because the shut, states are shutting down. For example, Illinois and California are two main states that we go to. And, and obviously, Illinois shut down, California shutting down, which is, you know, absurd. Uh, and that's going to definitely affect us. And uh, if this continues, the shutdown continues, we're going to need a another round of PPP money from the government or, or we will have to cut pay and cut drivers. And, and we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, at what point did your company decide to not drive into defund the police cities uh, anymore? Well, um, <laughs> that's a great question. The last time we saw something like this was, was roots with uh, Reginald Denny. I don't know if you remember that during the LA riots. It was the first time on, on video that you saw a truck driver get beat up, and it was the most horrific thing ever. You know, and after that, it kind of all went away. And now, when these riots started happening, and they were recording everybody, you know, people jumping on FedEx trucks, trying to, you know, un- un- unhook the trailers between themselves, and the FedEx guy, you know, not knowing there's a guy there running him over. Hey, these are these are horrible situations. You know, after seeing this happening again we 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 decided and not only us it's just all truck drivers decided hey listen we don't want trouble we don't want to go to these places that we have to deal with this you know we we also have a family sitting at home worried about us you know and and the the most frustrating thing about having a family at home these truck drivers are out away you know making earning money for their family and they can't even protect it when they're gone uh, some some drivers I know during this pandemic just said, "Hey, I'm going home to protect my family, and and I'll be back when it's all over." Okay. Now this question here comes from Junkyard: If and when the truckers go on strike, will self-owned truckers drive to DC and surround it, strategically blocking exits in and out of the District of Columbia? <laughs> that is a great question. That's going to depend on all the organizers. You know what I mean? Um, it is. It is a possibility. <laughs> it is a possibility 
I, uh, I know it's not without precedent because I believe it was what 1976 or 1907 during the oil embargo where the truck drivers parked, they went on strike, parked their big rigs on the U.S. highways, and that's how they struck, That's how they did a strike then. Uh, is that similar to what you're hearing? Um, uh, yes, yes. They so there's a lot of talk, but there's not. There hasn't been too much detail released. Um, not that I know of yet, but that's houses that that that'll be coming soon, real soon. Um, <laughs> uh, from the same uh, poster, uh, have you ever personally driven on any underground highway systems? Know anyone who has an underground highway to and from someplace like Walmart? Um, some of these warehouses have this kind of tunnel that you drive down into and it kind of spins the whole truck and trailer and each position you unload some product into there. That's the only thing I've, I've been into kind of turns the whole truck around and then you come back out, uh, out of underground. I, there's no highways that I know of other than, you know, in Kansas, they have those caves. They do a lot of uh, cold storage, uh, there, but that would be the only underground uh, places I, I could think of. Okay. And uh, this next question from JJ4884, uh, what about automation of trucking and its impact? Do, do you, uh, or, or yeah, what about automation of trucking? What type of impacts do you think it's going to have on this and on the industry? You know, uh, there's a lot of talk about this automation. You know, I think automation will happen one day. I don't think it's going to happen right away because they still have to work out a lot of things. Obviously, you guys see the big mess with Tesla. Tesla is jumping through a whole bunch of hoops, changing everything they're doing with their with their driving cars. And it's even more complicated with the with the trucks. I think last time I was reading some articles, the biggest issue with the automated trucks is the, the truck sees the road. It's called uh, machine vision. And it sees the lines in the road. And the problem is, with these lines if they're just gonna be like road construction or snow or they're faded the truck doesn't see well so they're trying to figure out another way around that so the truck could uh see and and, and better that i think is the biggest struggle they're having uh before that's going to happen i think something is going something called platooning is going to happen and if you go on youtube there's a bunch of videos about this it's when especially in uh, germany what they're doing is they're taking two trucks and trailers and they're connecting them uh behind one in front of the other what's happening is there's gonna be like maybe five feet between the two trucks and the first truck is driving you'll need one driver to operate it the second truck will do exactly everything the first truck does it'll be very close so a car can't get between them so the driver will be able to link two trucks together and continue down the roadway i believe you know obviously when he goes to a truck stop he's gonna to have to un unclick the two trucks and one driver will be able to drive two rigs that's already starting to happen that i think is the next thing Thing that's going to happen you'll still need a physical driver there before the automation completely takes over mm -hmm. now this uh next one is kind of a high thinking qu question uh do you have any thoughts on libertarians who uh emphasize the free market no matter what when it comes to these issues do you do you contemplate what their philosophy into this issue hmm you know, I don't know much about the, the libertarian or the political side. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure I understand the question. Could you say that again? Yeah, just libertarians, uh, how they always, they emphasize the free market at all costs. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, with with the strike, it's going to have an impact on the free market. Uh, do you think about those type of issues as you uh, determine what your response is going to be to the current market and economy and everything affecting it? Yeah. So any 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 small shutdown of trucks, you know, is going to bring capacity away from uh, the consumers and, and goods. You know, we're already, as you can see at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything sold out, you know, it took a long time for those shelves to get stocked. And, and then still there's a bunch of shelves sitting empty. You know, I remember going last week to to the store and trying to find my favorite beverage and they, they don't have it no more. You know, and that's definitely going to have an impact. And they're doing this like right before the holidays. So, you know, it really opens everybody's eyes. They really want to get attention because just like I said earlier, they need they want some recognition and respect. You know, trucking has, has been forgotten. And uh, what's happening sometimes, especially at the beginning of this uh, pandemic, you know, truck drivers were, were taking advantage. And, and I don't blame them. You know, I wish I, I could join them, but I, I can't with the overhead and the contracts I have. But that's that's what they're trying to, uh, to do is, is protect their, their jobs moving forward. Do you think that uh, as we move forward and the industry is automated, do you think that's going to be uh, an equation for in the recipe for tyranny? Oh boy, I I don't know how to even answer that question. You know, <laughs> the automation, the automation is it's it's not around the corner. Uh, it, it's probably in our. It, it's uh, I don't know about the automation. You know that that may be quite some time, and and the tyranny. I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, have you heard any stories about anyone being asked to? Uh, especially here recently, ask them to do any work orders to haul anything like UN vehicles or any questionable material, anything like along those lines? No, uh, not that I've seen recently. Uh, I've seen, you know, couple uh, people reaching out they were asking to transport some uh, mass making machines uh, obviously which I think would be a great idea if we got some some of these masks that we could make here in the U.S. because every mask that we buy here you know under we buy them under protest but they're all coming from China you know I, I can't believe that you can't buy a mask made in the U.S. even the 3M ones say made in China which is which is crazy you know, and during this pandemic, this is, it should have never been like this. There should have been, you know, production here and, and, and the U.S. And I, these are one of the frustrating things that the government should get involved in and say, hey, you know, how could we let this happen that we let all the production overseas, let them make all the material. And when the pandemic comes, they hog it and the people, the people struggle here. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, this next question comes from Vic. Uh, Alper, who states there's already a, a, lit of, a lot of crime at truck stops, such as drugs and prostitution, theft of cargo. Is there a risk of Antifa attacking greater than the normal run-of-the-mill crimes that occur in the trucking industry? I don't think a, a Antifa would show up to a truck stop. It is possible, but that is a lot of truckers together, and, and truckers would protect each other. Uh, if they showed up at a truck stop looking for trouble, they would definitely find it. It wouldn't be like the stuff you see on TV that they're picking on two people running through the streets. It would be houses. It would be more than what they bargained for, and they would be a surprise. I think they Antifa wouldn't, wouldn't do such something like this. Okay. And uh, Ronald Reagan asks, how have you built such a successful company being in the left-wing bastion of Chicago? 
<laughs> so um my father bought his first truck in, in 77 and you know back then the trucking business was good it was it was good till recently but in the last 10 years we've been so overregulated by the government and all these rules it, it's not fun to do our jobs anymore actually it's very difficult you know we're always looking over our shoulder to see who is going to, you know, the EPA is going to give us a ticket, you know, uh, FISMA is going to give us a ticket, you know, the, the motor carriers are going to come after us. Uh, it's, it's not fun anymore. You know, it's, it's too overregulated. Um, yeah. And I, I ask myself the same question sometimes, but um, I don't know, we grew a business, but now we're, we're here and, and, and we're really praying that we'll, you know, be able to get through this pandemic and survive and continue forward. So what you're saying is if uh, I'm looking for a career change, I should not look to the movie Smokey and the Bandit as uh, any indication as to how the industry is. <laughs> uh, Smokey and the Bandit is probably the best the industry was. <laughs> the heyday. It's a little bit more complicated now. A lot more complicated, actually. Now, I've got two questions here that are, are uh, kind of linked, so I'm going to just go ahead and link them. Uh, do you hear of any stories on stings to catch human traffickers or cartels? Uh, do truckers and police police themselves, or is there any type of uh, code of silence? I mean, there's always people looking for, you know, traffickers and, and, and cartel shipments. You know, all trucks that go over the border are, are literally, there's an x-ray machine that x-rays all the trucks that are coming from Mexico and from, from Canada. So they could see in those trucks. Um, there's nonstop in Texas, you know, Texas Rangers are, are pulling trucks over. And even if we have a sealed load with food, they'll break the seal, bring the dogs in the check, double check it, and then reseal it with their seal and give paperwork saying, look, we were, this truck was inspected. Um, it passed inspection. Nothing was compromised. We resealed it. You know, you must accept this load that it was just, you know, a, a random truck that was, that was chosen. Okay. And then with this one, um, uh... Do you, have you have an experience or do you have any stories involving DHS, uh, Seaburn detection, uh, like any, anything, any, moving anything, Department of Energy? And if so, has it been active more so than normal uh, to your knowledge? I would not know that because what we transport is, is just food product. So that would be, um, we've transferred some medical supplies for, for FEMA, but other than that, no, that we don't haul that. That's a different type of carrier. That's a specialty carrier almost. Okay. Okay. Um, alternative energy with trucking, uh, not necessarily battle batteries, but biofuel, natural gas. Have you seen any of those options come available? And if so, do you see that as possible, uh, in the future? Yeah, so they've come out with the natural gas. Um, it has some flaws. Uh, it's it's not working as, as well as they suspected. And the real big thing that they're talking about right now is the hydrogen and using a hydrogen generator. I don't know if you guys know what a hydrogen generator works. You know, the hydrogen trickles through this kind of system. Uh, water vapors like leak out through the bottom of the truck and it makes energy. Sounds like amazing, right? Uh, that's what they're working on like multiple companies are actually working on that right now. Uh, like for example, Tesla is a completely uh, electric truck, but Nikola is a hydrogen generator. Recharge the batteries on the truck and use the energy uh, for the, for the motors to, to keep it going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think hydrogen is going to be the, the next best thing because uh, 
the natural gas started off real hard, but it, 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 it's not working well and, and batteries won't make it uh, across, you know, our, our great state. Uh, do you think, you know, it's something that we'll see in our lifetime or is it something that's more, you know, 10, 20 years down the road? I think we're going to see something in, in our lifetime because these guys are already like Nicola are already crash testing these trucks. All this stuff is going on. They've been doing it for quite some time. And right now you have like Tesla and Nicola. And then there's another new player that's also doing like the hydrogen thing. I forgot their name. And it's like a big rush. Who's going to get there first and, and what's going to be the, the, the best solution? Now I'm going to go back a little bit to someone who asked a question that I, I kind of avoided because I don't know the background on it. Uh, this question comes from Weissist, uh, who asks, how do you feel about Dunkin' Donuts? I love Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I think uh, I've spent so much money at Dunkin' Donuts, I put uh, several other uh, children through college. Yeah, I don't know if that if that's in relation to any news story. I, I, I just haven't heard. So yep. if... You want me to expand on that question? Please just you know add some more to it. And um, and we've and we've hauled some Dunkin' product too, uh, some frozen dough. So a batter, excuse me. Uh, this next question: What can truckers do to stop the steal and keep President Trump in power after this fraudulent attempt to steal the election that he won big? I mean, I. I they're doing it already with this strike. You know, I think this whole strike is when you watch these truckers with their TikTok videos or whatever the videos are they're making, you know, they're, 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 they're frustrated is that, you know, all these truckers got together, went to vote and, and being a truck driver and voting is not easy because you're gone. You know, how's this if, if you, let's say you're from Oklahoma, you need to go back to Oklahoma and, and vote that week. Um, you'll do your best to, to make it back to Oklahoma that week, but you never know. And trucking, there's too many variables. If you break down, uh, you never know. Some drunk driver hits your truck, uh, you're broke down somewhere or you're stuck somewhere or even sick, you know? Uh, so they, they, they took a lot of effort to, 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 to vote for the president and to support the president. Uh, and, and now they, they are continuing to, to do that support. The way I see it is that the president was there for the truck drivers uh, and then now the truck drivers will be there for the president. That's um, yeah. I, I, I think this, uh, this strike is definitely going to be a, a major thing because I don't think everyone really understands how much your industry affects everything and everyone. Um, go ahead. No, correct. Correct. You know, uh, the, the biggest thing is, you know, during this time of the crisis, you know, the government's been in, in the driver's seats, making decisions for small businesses and for truckers. And I think what they're doing is, you know, it's time for small business and truck drivers to take back the steering wheel and make the right decisions, you know, to sit down with politicians. You know, I would welcome to sit down with politicians so, so we could educate what is the best for our economy and, and the American people. Because last time I, I checked, small businesses and truckers are the backbone of America. Oh, absolutely. Uh, now, before we move on, I should ask this. Do I need to stock up on toilet paper? <laughs> oh, boy. That's a great question. You know, that also, that was very interesting how they bought all the toilet paper. Uh, I'd be more worried about, you know, the food. If I'll be able to buy milk and eggs and, and bread, 
uh, other than toilet paper. I don't know what these people were thinking. Uh, the only thing I wish that I had uh, money invested in toilet paper stock because that, that went through the roof. Uh, this next one is more of a comment. Uh, Glenn Beck did uh, some radio segments on trucking and he emphasized the importance of truckers on Blaze TV. Uh, have you caught any of those segments at all? No, I try to watch as much stuff as possible, but I have not watched Blaze TV. Uh, but I will uh, probably take a look at it, look into it. And when do you think we'll have automatic, automated trucks like Tesla where the drivers can just sit back and enjoy the ride? You know, they already done that. So the truck that they showed on the Budweiser commercial that they ran it, um, the driver was kind of in the bunk just watching it going, but they ran it on a beautiful day, uh, on a sunny day uh, in the middle of the summer with, with a perfect highway. So, you know, of course it, it, it performed flawlessly, but let's see when it's in a hard rain, a snow, uh, a blizzard, ice, you know, all those equations, you know, they, they will need a driver to, to jump in because if, if something like this happens, I believe for you know, safety reasons, they're just going to have the truck pull over to the shoulder and throw its hazards on so the driver could, you know, take over and, and, and make the decisions uh, so the load and the truck are safe. That's, uh, I think, uh, with that, I've, you know, I think I've, I've told people since I moved to California, uh, if God ever wanted to wipe off everyone from California, all he has to do is just send rain and wait for them to take care of it themselves out on the road. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm very familiar with that. Yes. Uh, anytime there's rain in California, there is a lot of accidents very fast. I think this next question for me, it says, uh, California, why would you move there? Uh, <laughs> I moved here because of the military. It sent me here, and I just kind of stayed because I'm lazy. <laughs> I mean, yes, California is a beautiful place, but it's um, that beauty also costs you. Uh, it's it's not free. <laughs> what giant international corporations are threatening the traditional entrepreneurial spirit of the trucking industry? International. Um, I don't know international, but I mean, I know domestically, you know, Walmart is a, is a very big player uh, because they consume so much product. So Walmart is probably one of the companies that could say, hey, look, I want it like this and that's the way I want it. They're the only ones I could see. Walmart, Costco. Um, yeah, those are the only ones I could see domestically that could kind of dictate that's uh, this next question kind of linked. What ways are truckers fighting against vertical integration of the industry? If nothing is done at all, could all loads eventually be Amazon or Walmart only? You know, <laughs> I don't think Amazon's going to take over all transportation, uh, even though they, they act like they will. Uh, Amazon also needs help. You know, if you guys have been reading, you know, Amazon was using all these drivers uh, during the pandemic, right after when the things were picking up, they kind of got rid of them. And then now they're using them again. You know, Amazon cannot do it all by themselves. You know, how's this before Amazon? I'm sure there was another big carrier that came through and, and, and they were, you know, thinking they could they could take it all themselves too. But um, as Amazon's a big player. Uh, we got to see how this pans out. But I, I don't think that everything's going to be moved by Amazon trucks in the, in the future. Uh 
thoughts on trying to make certain processes items have been processing facilities within each state? Example given, uh, Thomas Massey had local meat processing legislation. Uh, another example, more oil reserves per state. We don't have uh, so another overflow of oil. Any thoughts on those processes or how they integrate? When you say processes, you know, um, one thing that comes to mind is the food supply chain. You know, a lot of these companies do not have a big safety stock. Honestly, the safety stock is like razor thin. And, and we saw that when, you know, when everybody ran and bought all the toilet paper and bought, you know, the hoard buying and the shelves were empty and it took a while to replenish those shelves because they, they use everything off the shelves. They use the, the, the safety stock. You know, I think around that time COVID kicked in, uh, they were shutting down the meat processing plan. So it took a while to, to, to get back. You know, um, one thing I, I would like to see in the future, and I don't know if this answers the question, but to these food shippers to, to have a, a bigger safety stock just in case something like this happens. So we're not, you know, uh, sitting at home at, up at night thinking, man, if I go to Walmart tomorrow, I wonder if I'll be able to buy bread for the kids. That's uh, and with this last question uh, from from the audience, if you still have more questions, please put them in. This I think is the last question. If I missed your question, please repost it in. Uh, do you think Nick Foles can lead the Bears to glory? Oh boy, this <laughs> I do believe in miracles, but I I I, I can't. I, I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna need a miracle, definitely, and a lot of prayer. Uh, one question I have: How could Average ordinary people, how could they uh, support the strike, support what you all are trying to do? I mean, um, by, you know, thanking a driver, um, you know, seeing what, what, what you could do to support drivers. Uh, number one, you know, just take it easy on drivers on the, on the roadways. If you see a driver out there, thank them, thank them for their services, see what they need. You know, sometimes these drivers just need somebody to talk to. Uh, you know, these are all human beings. They're just like me and you. They have the same problems. They also have, you know, families at home and, and they're kind of, uh, they need support too. So any way you, so you could support a driver is, is always a, a plus. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. For those of you out there, I would absolutely do it. These are people who they provide the lifeblood for the nation. Um, their their husbands, their 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 wives, you know, their grandparents. They're they're no different than than you and I, except they they have a different job application. And uh, the only last question, it's really more of a comment. Uh, JJ forty eight eighty four put uh, a, a link here to a medium. Uh, article that came from earlier in the year where Rep Representative Thomas Massey warned us that food shortages are coming. I know a lot of us think of food shortages from, uh, you know, Soviet Russia and places like that or back, you know, during the Great Depression, but uh, that's what the warm warnings are. Um, so it doesn't look like we're going to have any more questions. Uh, where could we follow you on social media, follow uh, JKC Trucking, uh, anything along those lines uh, so that we can also, you know, support you? Um, you could follow us at uh, jkctrucking.com. We have a, a news tab and uh, I try to put all the articles and, and, and the interviews that I'm in in there. 
um, that would be the, the best way uh, to, to follow us. Okay, and I just want to remind everyone that you can find us at www.newrightnetwork.com and become a member, uh, become a premium subscriber at www.nrnplus.com. You can follow us on Twitter and all other social media at, at New Right Network. And uh, you, uh, Mike, I want to thank you for uh, joining us today. Um, thank and, you. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me on. The job that you do. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. You've been listening to New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com.